Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all old Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, on this early, early Monday morning. The sun's not even up yet, so uh, not, not that I'm looking for any credit for being up early. All of you are probably up early, but it is very early on this Monday morning, and I bring that up to say I think that Commitment Watch is on for Ole Miss, but no official word yet on who it is. They're just... You know, doing the the tweeting, and and when they're doing the tweeting, frankly, you've got to pay attention. It's usually something that you should ignore. Like what players put and say on social media is is really not worth your troubles. But uh, lately, when coaches like Lane Kiffin, who gives a specific height and weight with a shark, that actually means something. Welcome to 2024, I suppose. In the meantime, though. Uh, since nothing officially has happened yet, we can't officially talk about it. So uh, did a Sunday live stream, and it was kind of a hodgepodge of topics. It was a really fun conversation. Uh, talked a lot of NFL. Uh, there were some state fans in there, so state gets brought up. But uh, talked some Judkins, especially there at the end. Some some good conversation about running backs and, and Ole Miss. Took us a while to get there, but we got there. Uh, I complained about the Saints and uh, and more. So while we're waiting for uh, shoes to drop, and, and I think they're going to drop as early as today, so when that does, you're going to get another reaction to some portal pickups that Ole Miss is seemingly uh, about to get. You'll get that as well. But in the meantime, here's just kind of like a hodgepodge of, uh, of, of various topics on the live stream from uh, Sunday night. Before I tell you, uh, before I get that, get to that, I should say, not talking very well, haven't had my coffee yet, uh, I do want to ask you, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get them. Just search Rebel Report if you're listening on the website. Subscribe to this podcast, again, wherever you get them. Uh, just search Rebel Report and leave a rating and a review. Also, follow me on social media at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online absms.com. That is the website. If your company's in the market for office technology and you're located anywhere in Mississippi and you need anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, IT projects, phone systems, whatever it is, if it's technology that you need in your office, absms.com is the website. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. Again, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They've got 16 locations here in Mississippi, so there's likely one in your backyard, like there's one in my backyard. They make me their priority with local loan servicing and decision-making. If you need a loan, you don't have to get on the phone or get on Zoom to talk to somebody uh, out of state. It's somebody here in your backyard that you'll establish a real relationship with. It's a much more personal experience with Priority One Bank because they make you their priority. Of course, they have online banking uh, like everybody does, but theirs is different. It's a one-stop shop. All you need is an internet connection. Unlike my previous bank, you don't need multiple apps to manage your money because, like I said, Priority One Bank makes you their priority. So here it is, the uh, the live chat from Sunday night. Again, it's it's kind of a hodgepodge of, of conversation, a lot of different topics. I, I enjoyed it myself, but uh, when the commitments drop, you will get another edition of this today since this wasn't really a hard old Miss focused conversation. It was more of just kind of here's what's going on in sports uh, today. When those things happen, you will get them, I promise. But in the meantime, hope you enjoyed this uh, conversation, and I'll talk to you again probably later today. See you then. We already have a score prediction for the national championship tomorrow. We can talk about that as well. Uh, so just drop in a uh, a comment for the next thirty or forty five minutes or so. We will talk about whatever you want to talk about. Although it's so funny if uh so a lot of people listen to our radio show and podcast form. We we have really good post show podcast numbers uh as well, which uh, we are very much appreciative of. But a lot of those come 24 to 48 hours after the show. And so Friday usually becomes 
kind of irrelevant very quickly because sports happen on Saturday and, and whatnot. But uh, Haydad and I spent Friday talking a lot about basketball and how we're excited for conference play to begin. We even ran a poll on uh, on our show's account here. I'll tell you what the final results were because I don't remember, but I know at the time they were really, really good. And let's, uh, let's see. Uh, Southern Miss won, by the way. So not all bad. Southern Miss won. And they knocked off James Madison for their first loss of the season. So shout out to Southern Miss. But we did uh, we did this poll. SEC play starts tomorrow in basketball. What is your excitement level? Through the roof? And, and our audience does not answer this poll this way. In years past, it hadn't gone down like this. But through the roof was 17%. Very interested was 51%. Kind of was 22%, and not at all was 9%. You guys, I, I wish you you could understand how very, very unlike our audience those results were. And so we kind of played into that. We talked about the big opportunity for Mississippi State going to South Carolina. It's a good, improved South Carolina team, but certainly a winnable game. Opportunity there to go get a win. And they really just stepped on their own feet down the stretch, didn't execute, missed free throws, made too many mistakes, and they lost the game to South Carolina, a game that they probably should have won. And now they got Tennessee coming to town, who's an elite-level team, and they're possibly staring 2-0 in the face, possibly. And then Ole Miss plays Tennessee, and we talked about it as if it was kind of a free shot, right? At least it felt that way. Tennessee, very, very, very good, elite-level uh, team final four contender championship contender on the road in front of 22,000 people kind of a free shot but you know Chris Beard has done a really nice job and that still remains true one game does not define anything at all uh, in basketball especially not in Knoxville but Ole Miss got smoked and and again that's okay it, it's not certainly not the end of the world or anything close to it but we spent all of Friday's show so I looked at the numbers uh, this morning and then this afternoon and a lot of people have listened to our show today where we're spending the whole show hyping up basketball for that to be the results that we got. Not ideal, but uh, but that's okay. So, yeah, basketball, not uh, not great. Not, uh, not great this weekend. Although, again, shout out to Southern Miss for knocking off James Madison. Houston, unless they lost this weekend, the, uh, the only remaining undefeated team. But not the end of the world. You lose games. In SEC play in basketball, especially on the road, um, it happens. Too many people have a football mentality. And I know, I, I know, you watch, you watch. If you guys listen to the radio show, you will hear it too. We will get people talking about, well, at least you you guys now can start talking about baseball and stop pretending that basketball matters. Uh, those people, those people. But anyway... So not uh, not exactly ideal. Very important games on Wednesday around here. Very very important home games. Uh, hopefully uh, we can get back track back on track uh, around here. So uh, let's chat. Michigan thirty eight, Washington twenty seven is uh, Memphis Rebel score prediction. I hope you're wrong. I uh, I hope you're wrong. And uh, Harbaugh's gone. I mean, you guys have have seen the quotes and stuff like that. There's no way you come back after all that, right? He hired an NFL agent. There's NFL jobs open. He's not even denying interest in the NFL. He even got asked about what his goodbye message to the team will be. I mean, that, that's the depths of Jim Harbaugh being, uh, being likely out the door uh, at Michigan. And, you know, if I were him, I would go. I know that, that his program cheated, and I know I've been very strong uh, in that, but if I were him, uh, on top of getting caught cheating, he also had to serve a suspension earlier this season because of just re- like college football ridiculousness. If I had a chance to go back to the NFL, if I were Jim Harbaugh, I would, uh, I-, I would get out now uh, while the while the getting is good, as they say. But there's been this conversation, th- this talk about, well, Brian Kelly's going to replace Jim Harbaugh. You guys have seen it, right? And it's people have talked about it so much that they're talking about it as if it's like a formality at this point that it's just, oh, it's guaranteed that Brian Kelly's going to go to Michigan. And one, I think Michigan, it, it, when Harbaugh leaves, they're going to promote from within, first of all. I think that's what's going to happen. 
But two, if you were Michigan, this is the the other side that people haven't talked about because LSU media has talked about Brian Kelly in Michigan and, you know, he would take that job or whatever. Um, Why would Michigan do that? Why would they do that? Because part of me wonders if the, the conversation around Brian Kelly in Michigan has been wishful thinking. Uh, because clearly, clearly something is not exactly perfect there, which is weird because they've won 10 games two years in a row. But you guys know LSU. And yes, they won the West last year. because They got smoked in the championship game and they lost to a bad Texas A&M team. And this year they had the Heisman Trophy winner and they lost three games with them. Made a great hire at defensive coordinator, though. That, that's a, a bang-up hire. And so maybe that has kind of ended all of this conversation. But when I saw this, Brian Kelly's going to go to Michigan. Brian Kelly's going to go to Michigan. My thought was, why would Michigan do that? Why, why, would they want, why would they want him? Michigan, since 1997, has been good, not great. They've had good teams that just have hit a ceiling. That is Brian Kelly. Like, that is his entire coaching career. Well, it's really hard to hire good coaches, they say. Yeah, I I mean, sure. But you know you have a sample size at big, gigantic brands that Brian Kelly is good, not great. Why would you settle for exactly what you've been? I would rather take a risk on a Jed Fish who hasn't done it for years than getting Brian Kelly who you know has a ceiling. And, I mean, he's got years and years and years of ceiling very good, not great. And that's all Michigan's been. doesn't make any sense to me uh, whatsoever. That, that would be an incredibly safe hire that would not lead to championships because Brian Kelly has, has, he doesn't win them. So anyway, Diego's likely coming to Ole Miss. Yeah, it certainly sounds like it. Not, not official yet, though. So until it is, uh, you know, can't really talk about it. Now that I said that, it's probably going to uh, happen. Like while we're talking and me saying it hasn't happened yet is uh, is just going to look so uh, so stupid. But yeah, sounds like they're um, they're bolstering the offensive line is uh, is Ole Miss. So they need it. They need it badly. They need a, a couple more as uh, as well. But he would be a really really good start, experienced uh, as uh, as well. Chase with the super chats is first in uh, for the Curtain Rod Chronicles. The more you do this, the less likely. <laughs> I'm going to change it. Chase, my friend, thank you. Uh, glad you're here, buddy. And uh, I appreciate that very much. You are too kind. Um, you forgot Ole Miss was playing Tennessee until six minutes until into the first half? How? What? Oh, like you forgot the game was happening? Um, because, you know, the court has Tennessee. I'm just picking on you. Uh, yeah, that, that was um, – I think they were a little bit shell shocked. That that was their first real road. I, I know they played at UCF. I know they I know they played at Temple, but that's a different deal. And um, looked like they kind of got punched in the mouth early. They were resilient in that, and then talent and, and depth, and then the rebounding issue. Talked about it on the podcast a little bit. The the rebounding for Ole Miss is a serious problem. I, I mean, it's one of those games with Tennessee where you can kind of just like flush the tape and move on. Really good team. You were on the road. You didn't play particularly well. Just it kind of is what it is, and uh, you you just you get to Florida and and you have them at home. It's a real opportunity and it's a winnable game, so you just kind of move on. But that's the one thing that you look at and you think, ugh, really hated, hated what you saw there with, with that team in rebounding. When your five foot eleven guard has more rebounds than your seven foot guy and your seven foot five guy combined, uh, you've got issues. I mean, they were absolutely punished on the glass, and that's kind of been an issue for them all season. They've been able to overcome it, but I don't know what you do as a coach to improve that. I, I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know. But, buddy, that's got to get better, and that's got to get better fast uh, because they got absolutely demolished on the, on the glass. On state recruiting, you have some exciting freshmen in and exciting transfers offensively at state. You're looking for culture and scheme this year, not necessarily yards and points and wins. You think it could be fun? The downside is it's looking like you're going to have to call in your last two years of eligibility post-JUCO to play defensive line. Can I get a COVID year? That That's the hardest position group to recruit, and it's the most expensive. I mean, so it's it's really difficult. And so now that state is having to just completely – flip their entire defensive front those are the hardest guys to find and they're the most expensive once you find them and um, 
Yeah, that's tough. Uh, they're they're kind of in a bind there, but and that's the thing, Chase. And there are going to be people that are going to talk. We're, we're going to do this all off season, and I'm going to be consistent all off season, expecting anything more record wise in year one is a fool's errand. Having expectations record-wise for Mississippi State in year one is a foolish thing to do. You are flipping an entire roster. You're changing schemes again. Your schedule is brutal. The road schedule for Mississippi State is absolutely freaking brutal. It is brutal. And you're going to get, I promise you, you're going to get it when Haydad compiles his media predictions. You're going to have people pick seven wins or eight wins. It's going to have, you're at least going to get sevens. I know you will. And maybe that happens. Maybe Levy coaches them up and they win seven games. But to expect that is completely and totally unrealistic beyond measure. What you should be looking for is competence, scheme, honestly, moral victories, uh, if you can get them. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for competitiveness against the better teams that you play. You're looking for an offense that can score points. You're looking for... Um, something that you can buy. It doesn't have to be wins and losses. Uh, it got a, a lot of too many people got caught up in that this offseason with Zach Arnett. And you remember me, I, I told people there's going to be growing pains. It's going to be difficult. And no, they're going to win nine games. It's unrealistic. And it's unrealistic this time around as well. Diego's commitment is coming tomorrow. Curious to see what their plan is on running back. They could possibly add two more. I would I would be curious to know um, if they think that they need to add an additional one with uh, with Jam Griffin uh, leaving. Watched Air for the first time last night. Was worth it. Really enjoyable movie. Uh, apparently, it wasn't exactly correct. They took some Hollywood liberties, but they all do with uh, with. Stories like that. I really enjoyed the movie, though. I thought it was well shot, well done. I, I really liked, frankly, that Michael Jordan didn't have a role. It, it, that's weird, right? It, it's the courtship of Michael Jordan to Nike, and he did uh, he didn't speak. I mean, he wasn't involved. Uh, I mean, you barely saw him. I liked that. I, I really enjoyed that movie. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did as well. What does the Saints need to do this offseason and with the draft picks to get better? And also, their road schedule next year is hard. Yeah, um, a lot. First of all, I think the first order of business, Hunter, is to fire Pete Carmichael. Apparently, they're not getting rid of Dennis Allen, even though he uh, apologized uh, to the bitter rival for scoring on them uh, today. And also, his team just uh, essentially went against his witches. That is a really bad sign. Um, the players shouldn't do that. I know, you know, Saints Twitter just hates Dennis Allen so much that they're happy that the players just did uh, the opposite of what the coach asked them to do. That is really stupid. It is also an indicator of a coach that doesn't have the respect of his locker room. But still, Jameis is not a hero for going against his coach's wishes, uh, right? I, I just, I don't agree with that line of thinking. Uh, people think it's funny and and all that. If your coach tells you to do something and you defy him, you're a problem. That, that that's not that's not okay. The coach not having the team's respect is not okay, and the players not respecting their coach is not okay. All, all that's all bad there. If they would have called that play and and Dennis would have owned it post game, I'd have been all in. Like hell yeah. If you don't like it, stop them. But the fact that your team went against your wishes and you apologized to your rival for it that's I hate that. But Sounds like, despite all of that, that ownership and uh, front office is just dead set on keeping Dennis Allen. So um, if that is the case, Pete Carmichael cannot continue as the offensive coordinator of the team. That is step number one. Step number two, I think, is to trade Michael Thomas, possibly Marshawn Lattimore. I, I know that Jeff Duncan got a lot of heat for his column today saying trade them both. Um, I think you should consider it. What good is Marshawn Lattimore to you if he can't stay on the field? I mean, he's, he's the elite corner, one of the best, but he's expensive and he doesn't stay on the field. And so while he still has some cachet and, and some value, I think you trade him. Defensively, you were still pretty good without him. Uh, again, he's expensive. Michael Thomas is expensive. Uh, I think you trade them both. At least you trade Thomas, get some draft capital, and, and you start building organically. Uh, I mean, they need offensive line help. It depends on what's available at 14. Maybe they move up if they identify somebody they really, really like. But 
I don't hate the receiver core with Shahid Olave. Now, A.T. Perry looked really good today. Jawan Johnson has come on. He's basically a receiver. Um, offensive line help. I think they need to get better at linebacker. Pete Warner is not it to me. Uh, they need a defensive end. Um, they will need secondary help. I mean, they need a lot. So, But first order of business, um, make a change at offensive coordinator. Next is to trade at least one of those guys, get some draft capital. Got to get better on the offensive line. I think offensive line is the priority one in the draft. I think it is. But, man, those same people evaluated Trevor Penning, and and he doesn't even get on the field. He's so bad. So I'm concerned that if they want to go pick offensive line, what what the hell do they see in Trevor Penning? Uh, And it's the same people making this next pick. That concerns me some. But um, in that order, I mean, it's, I, I think it's got to be offensive line first. You're not getting rid of Carr. Nobody would take him anyway. Um, and that was your position of biggest weakness this year was offensive line. Couldn't protect him. When protected, he's not bad. You've seen it the last few weeks. They've actually been a little bit better there. Um, so, yeah. Harbaugh to Washington or Chicago, you would imagine. Or L.A., the, the Chargers, uh, they're open. Uh, they are open as well. Uh, Chicago is not – it doesn't sound like they're moving on from uh, Eberflus, right? Uh, unless that changes. Uh, it sounded like, at least going into this weekend, that he was uh, he was going to be safe. They've got an interesting dilemma upcoming to Chicago. Do you stick with Justin Fields and uh, and pass on Caleb Williams? Or do you draft Caleb Williams? You know, I mean, they, they've got their two first-round picks, obviously. Or do you trade back if you're Chicago and get even more capital and just keep building a really stable roster? That that This is going to be a fascinating draft offseason with quarterback, and you're going to get a lot of misinformation, a lot of, uh, of misinformation about what teams like and, and who's first and, and all that. It's going to be fascinating as hell uh, with what Chicago does. Do you believe in fields enough to pass on Caleb Williams? It's a big question they got to answer. Any chance he'll miss picks up Prescorn's brother with Harbaugh gone? I have no idea. I have no idea. Harbaugh doesn't seem like a guy who would be thrilled with NIL in the portal. He talks a lot about revenue sharing, though. Um, I, I think it's incredibly disingenuous. Um, and, and frankly, I. Uh, his his quote about how everybody in college sports needs to take a five to ten percent pay cut. Um, first of all, if you believe that to be true, start with yourself. You take a ten percent pay cut. You you do that. You lead by example. It's an empty thing when somebody in his position says we all should take pay cuts. Well, lead the way, Jim. You do it yourself. Lead the way. One, and two, saying everybody in college sports should take a 10% pay cut is very tone deaf when you consider that not everybody's making $10 million a year. I mean, you've got support staffers, you've got trainers, you've got equipment people. When you say everybody, you're talking about everybody. And those people get by, barely get by, just like you and I do. And so I think it's incredibly disingenuous by somebody that's been suspended twice this year. But he does have a point when it comes to the amount of revenue that is generated uh, versus who gets to uh, gets to feast on that. And it's mostly the people that aren't playing the game. So I understand where he's coming from. But if you want to you know, really lead the charge, then practice what you preach. And also understand that you've got people that work in your building that can't afford to take a 5 to 10% pay cut. So you'd be surprised if Brian Kelly's in maize and blue next year. Yeah. He's I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me at, uh, at all. I fooled you into having hope in your Titans preseason. The team was horrible. Yeah. But at least Levis looked okay. I know he got hurt and Ooh, Derek Henry done. I mean, said goodbye on the field with a microphone. Derek Henry's class, by the way, did you see his post game where uh, he named off the janitors I mean, everybody that worked in the Titans building, he was saying thank you to everybody, and, and he was talking about the custodial staff, um, the nutritionists. I mean, everybody. He named everybody. That was a pretty cool moment for uh, for him today. 
I mean, he gave the Titans his all. It's kind of sad to see him go. But, yeah, I swung and missed on that one. I thought they were going to be a lot better than they were this year. Yikes. Wonder if the Patriots, when they move on from Belichick, will make a run at uh, run at Brable. So Kelly has seen two years in the SEC. He might see a chance to get to the Big Ten as a golden goose opportunity. Probably. But, again, if you're Michigan, why him? Michigan winning the national championship would be the ultimate, the villain win story. No doubt. I mean, you get caught cheating red-handed, and, uh, I mean, you just rub it in everybody's face at every turn. I mean, it's a perfect heel villain story. Absolutely. You love the tweet from LSU's DC uh, a couple months ago? Yeah. (laughs) You can't do the Wolf of Wall Street, I'm not leaving thing, and then a few weeks later leave. Idiot. Uh, no, it makes sense, though. I mean, he look, he took a better job, if we're being honest. I, I want programs like Missouri to be successful because it means the playing field gets uh, gets leveled. So I understand it, uh, the, the move, and, and it's a really good hire for, uh, for LSU. But you, you can't do it. You can't do the I'm not leaving thing and then leave. What's wrong with you? How about the Giants putting the smackdown on the Eagles? Yeah, and then Jalen Hurts' finger. So, A.J. Brown gets hurt, and then Jalen Hurts' throwing finger got all jacked up, or, or a finger on his throwing hand, I should say, gets all jacked up. And so now he'll have to wear, like, some kind of tape splint. Uh, the Eagles are down bad, man. And and Sirianni, now they're, they're, they all want him fired a year after he takes them to the Super Bowl. That's Philly fans for you. Rich Rod was the only head coach hired at Michigan since Bo that didn't have a previous or didn't have previous or current ties to Michigan for what it's worth, and that worked out. I was at his final game at uh, at Michigan, his final regular season game, uh, anyway, uh, in uh, in Columbus, uh, Ohio State Michigan game it was awesome. What's up, Trent? Glad to see you. Did New Heights, the rise of Kyle Kelsey and the T Swift saga, kill the Eagles and the Chiefs? Uh, Kylie Kelsey did I say Kyle Kylie Kelsey yeah um, did Taylor Swift ruin the Chiefs people are talking the Rams are about to go on a playoff run how about that Matt Stafford going back to Detroit in the playoffs interesting storyline there I don't think they're getting out of Detroit though Ole Miss was never winning that basketball game. Tennessee was the worst matchup for them because Ole Miss relies on the deep ball, and Tennessee is lengthy on the perimeter defensively and just really, I mean, skilled and athletic, and and that guard is so, so, so good. Um, I mean, it's just a complete basketball team. A lot of people made that, and I said this on the podcast too, so forgive me for the repetition uh, for those of you that listen that way, but a a lot of people were drawing the comparisons between that game and the Georgia-Ole Miss game earlier uh, this year. And I think that's a pretty good uh, example. Georgia is elite. Ole Miss was not elite. Now, I think the football team was is better, of course, nationally than the basketball team. But still, that was a pretty good idea of, I think this Ole Miss basketball team is good. They're, they're certainly competent and capable, but they're not anywhere close to elite. And, and that's what Tennessee is on the road. Um, the football team is better in comparison to the basketball team, but still, you saw the difference between good and, and very good and, and elite. So I thought that was an interesting and, and, and rather good comparison. Uh, when Tennessee is on like that on the road, you're just you're not going to beat them. State has lost. They'll run the new coach off before he figures things out. We are impatient. We think that we are an elite program and demand instant success. I do think, though, that uh, that Selman will be more patient with Levy. Um, frankly, I, I think, and I, I don't know this, I, I'm speculating, but I, based on listening to him, I think it's pretty obvious that um, Zach Selman would not have made the decision that they made um, after Mike Leach's tragic passing. I think that he would have gone through a real coaching search um, and, and done it that way. I don't know that. I'm just I'm just guessing. And, and State was in such a bad spot because Cohen left and they didn't have an AD. But um, I, I think that Selman never really believed after he got the job that that was the permanent solution. 
Seems like the Ole Miss contingency plan at running back isn't on the roster and probably isn't even in the portal yet. <laughs> it's possible. Well, and don't forget about Bentley. I mean, I mean, Bentley is highly productive and experienced and useful, and he's there. So he, I know he's not going to uh, replace Quinshawn because he's not a 25-carry-a-game guy. They're different backs. Uh, but, you know, one half of the post-Judkins production is on roster. I... I suspect that Bentley is going to have a, a bigger role uh, on that team but yeah um there, there's a chance that their their next back is not uh not in the portal but um we'll see I, I guess it's not going to be Jason McClellan but maybe the other Alabama running back I I don't know it's um I, I don't know what they're going to do at uh, at this point maybe somebody that's in the portal from a different conference everybody was so kind of hyper focused on the SEC guys maybe I mean, they, they've pulled in, like, secret, quote-unquote. And by secret, I don't mean where everybody knows, but they keep it quiet. I mean, that they've they've gotten portal guys that um, nobody knew that they were in on until they came. So maybe that's happening, uh, happening here as well. Yeah, Jameis may not be a hero, but he's entertaining. I mean, yeah, look, I, I, I've got a couple – got a buddy right now that's – here he just said that I don't know if I've ever loved a backup quarterback more. So not not everybody thinks the way I do about it. Clearly, I just I think that if you defy your coach, well, when he's telling you to to get in victory formation and take a knee, and, and you do the opposite, that's not praiseworthy uh, to me. You want State to win the non-conference and pick up a win versus a Florida or an Arkansas, steal a sixth win versus Arkansas, Florida, Tennessee would be a massive overachievement and build a ton of excitement. Yeah, if they get to a bowl game, if they get to a bowl game, that, that's season success. What's the latest on Percy Lewis? Sounds like he is going elsewhere. Could be wrong, but it, it certainly sounds like he is going uh, elsewhere. Pete Warner looks really slow on an NFL field. Yeah, a, a couple times today he was in position to make plays and just yeah, that they they need they can't go into next year. At least I don't think they can. D- depending on him for the volume of snaps that he played this year, I, I've just I've never seen it. I don't see it now. Demario Davis is not getting any younger, and I just I don't see them being solid at linebacker right now. Uh, without Demario, they, they've got to get better there. I, I just I don't think he's it. So, looking at another eight, eight, nine, nine, and eight season next year for New Orleans, yeah, probably. Pending was getting tossed around at the Senior Bowl. You get dominated in one on ones at the Senior Bowl. That never turns out great. Yeah, and they picked him, and look what happened. I mean, they they have been so injury depleted on the offensive line, and he still can't find a way into the game. That's how bad the evaluation was. Absolutely horrible. The results Saturday in basketball don't really hurt State or Ole Miss. I agree. State only dropped one spot in the net. The freak out is crazy. Some fans just don't understand how college basketball works. Yeah, you've got a yeah, you got a football mindset with uh, with basketball, and it's nuts. I mean, look, State didn't play well down the stretch. I mean, they they kind of choked. If if we're being honest, they just they couldn't make plays that were available to them, and um, and they lost. But I mean that one doesn't hurt them at all, not at all. Uh, so yeah, there, there's a basketball or a football mentality with basketball around here. Hot take: Caleb Williams will be another Baker Mayfield. Hey, Baker's in the playoffs. He took the Bucks to the playoffs. Jokes on the rest of us, but yeah, I can see that actually. I, I think that his um, the the way he acted uh, this season, I, I would be concerned if I were an NFL team. Now, I don't think that would, if I believed in his ability, maybe that doesn't scare me away from drafting him because he's got incredible ability. But um, if you're if you're not able to face the media after a loss in, in college football, then what the hell are you going to do in Chicago? Uh, I mean. You're going to lose games in the NFL. You're going to play poorly. You're going to have bad nights. And in college, you can't even answer questions to it. Is that really somebody you want to put the weight of a multi-billion-dollar franchise on their shoulders? I mean, if they're so emotional after a loss that they're, I mean, they're they're crying in their mom's arms. I mean, is that really someone that you want handling, uh, being the face of your multi-billion-dollar franchise? I would be concerned. I, I thought that. 
I don't like using this word, but man, it felt really soft, didn't it? That that was a really soft year for for Caleb Williams, and and frankly, he wasn't particularly good this year. So that's what makes this thing with the Bears interesting. And we get another one. You've got to move on from Fields. His passing advanced metrics are so bad. You'd trade Fields and the first pick if I was Chicago. Now that, now that if you if you really liked you know, Michael Penix or or Daniels, who are just much better at throwing the football than, than Justin Fields. At least it feels like it. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, maybe you could slide back one or two and get Drake May. I don't know. But, man, if you could get somebody to trade down, that's what I would want them to do if I were a Bears fan. I, I think that I would just want to trade back, let somebody else draft Williams, get Michael Penix or somebody like that, get a bunch of draft picks and keep building that way. Good to see you from Alabama. Glad you're with me, my friend. Glad you're with me. Harbaugh is crazy with that quote. It's so insensitive. The support staff that makes 50K, what an insane thing to say. T, you work in college athletics. Can you afford a 10% pay cut right now? Can you afford that? So, yeah, it's just, it's disingenuous is what it is. It's not very well thought out because it's disingenuous. What's up, David? Glad to see you from Philadelphia, Mississippi, of course. Did AJ get injured? Yes. Uh, yes, he did. I haven't seen the extent of it yet, but um, yeah. yeah. I'm so far behind the comments. Yeah, I am. It's uh, It happens every time. I, I'm too long-winded. I talk too much, and I get behind. That's okay. I'm just glad to have them, frankly. Um, the beginning of this, I, you know, what wasn't this way, so... Derrick Henry deserves the chance to chase a ring somewhere. Definitely a class act. Yeah, and just uh, I wonder how much tread is uh, is on those tires. Yeah, see, Hunter, that's what I'm talking about at the end of the state game. Just, just little mistakes there. There was a pair of missed free throws that killed momentum, too, with about three minutes left. But um, that, that was bad offense uh, late. Picking up your dribble, turning it over, it just the, the whole thing was bad. I mean, they probably shouldn't have been down two in that spot anyway. Got kind of "quote unquote" lucky to be there, but um, that that execution has got to get better because you're going to play close games in in the SEC in basketball. And uh, I mean, I don't think you can overcome the the kind of start that they had last year. So Wednesday is is increasingly important, but just not just just poor offensive execution, and and they've got to get better there. Hopefully, they can. Yeah, Diego Pounds, David, is is the next shoe to drop for Ole Miss, the North Carolina tackle. Be on, uh, be on the lookout for that one. So you think the story goes that when Derrick Henry was in high school, he got chased by all the big money high schools but stuck with his childhood guys in Yulee, Florida? Seems like a really good dude. He really does. And all the charity stuff that he's involved in and everything. I mean, have you ever heard a negative anything about Derrick Henry ever? Uh, I mean, it just – and takes care of his body so well. I mean, you never hear anything other than just the dude just works his tail off, is a team guy. I'm a, I'm just a huge fan of Derrick Henry's. He's one of the good ones, which is why when we get text into the show, because we don't talk NFL much on the radio show. Um, I do think that there are a lot more NFL fans in the state that than we give it credit for, but because college football is just 1A, that that's kind of where we need to stay. Now, I understand that, but uh, when we do bring up the NFL, sometimes we get texts like uh, they're all just a bunch of, you know, and I think about guys like Derrick Henry or, or, or Demario Davis. When, when you send us, they're all just a bunch of whatever, fill in the blank. No, they're not. That is just a gross mischaracterization of of what these guys are and and, and what they're about. That um, it really bugs me because it's just ignorance is what that is. So that offensive lineman from LSU, I, I don't, a lot of people are after him. 
Uh, a lot of people are after him. So if Ole Miss can pull that off, that would be huge. Uh, I, I don't know where they stand on that. I, I'd be lying to you if I told you that I knew um, where they stood. Lane Kiffin just tweeted a picture, and it says 6'6", 350 Shark. So they got a commitment from somebody. So there you go. See, whoever 6'6", 350 is, let's see. Let's see if. If that's what Diego Pounds is listed at. Because if that's the case. So North Carolina's website says 6'6 and a half, 330. So maybe it's not him. Who's 6'6, 350? Or maybe Lane's just just adding 20 pounds and half an inch on him. But thank you, Joel. I appreciate you for, uh, for your compliment, man. Uh, from Tupelo, birthplace, birthplace of the king. Appreciate you, man. Uh, glad uh, glad you're here. Taylor Swift dating Travis Kelsey to ruin the Chiefs has been a conspiracy since the beginning, just saying. And look, it's working. And frankly, the Chiefs needed to get knocked down a peg or two. It's time for somebody else to win something in the NFL. How about the Lions win a Super Bowl, right? If it's not going to be the Saints, let it be the Lions, which, by the way, are coached by a guy that was on the Saints staff for a long time. So that one hurts uh, also. The Rebs better be improved by February 13th when they come to Lexington to play Kentucky and Rupp, or you're going to be a sad Rebel fan. Uh, go into that one with low expectations. You would take Snoop Connor back any day of the week. He was really, really good. Uh, he, he certainly was, especially in that offense. So are state fans truly not expecting to not be good in baseball this year? I'm not being flippant when I ask you a question in return. What reason do they have to think that they will be good this year? What what reason do they have to to think that they will be a good like regional hosting team this year? If they are, then you know, great. But what reason do they have to think that they will be? I think it's also possible that the coaching staff is high on uh, Kendrick Roscano. You do wonder if Quan Lacey has any second thoughts about going to Missouri. Yeah, and certainly. I mean, they, they recruited him right, and, and apparently they do feel really good about him. However, you, you can't go into the season with just two running backs, you know? I mean, you're a, you're a Bentley injury away from having an unproven sophomore be your your guy so so they're definitely going to add at least one more via transfer portal there, there's no doubt they're going to add one more um it just we'll, we'll see who it is uh, i imagine that with the way they run the football and and what that offense does for running backs they will have a lot of options with only a few exceptions, you always trade the number one pick when you're that bad. Your rookie quarterback isn't going to have the help he needs to be to succeed with anyone. Trade back to four and get a 10-year offensive lineman. And they, the Bears did well, too, with um, getting um, defensive line help in a trade this offseason as well. And another pick to build. Oh. Get a 10-year-old lineman and another pick to build a team. Get a Flacco type and just let it roll. Very rarely are you going to get a franchise-changing quarterback without getting him help as well. Yes, trade. The, the more we talk about it, the more I think the Bears should trade back. And, and we're, we're going to get to spend weeks on this uh, with mock drafts and, and combine and all that stuff. But um, if I'm a Bears fan, which I keep saying that, I, I'm, I'm all in on trading back. And, you know, maybe they can convince the Saints to trade up because we just love to trade up to get guys that don't play. So, yeah, the first nine games on state schedule are absolutely brutal. And the five road games are brutal. I mean, Arizona State's not going to be easy next year in week two. I mean, that that's a very difficult spot. They will be better. And uh, that, that's, that won't be an easy uh, game whatsoever. Uh, in week two. So the four SEC road games are brutal, and then Arizona State's brutal. Uh, not brutal. That, that's an over-exaggeration. It's just not easy. Not easy at all going out there. It's unfortunate for Derrick Henry that he was a generational talent in an era where everyone devalued running backs. He never got proper credit for carrying that franchise. So Lance Hurd is listed at 6'6", 350. Let me see. probably needs to lose weight. Uh, did I say Zilla? Uh, you said Zilla Lance Hurd. Lance Hurd. 
66340 on 24-7. Uh-oh. Hold on. Where? Oh, there it is. LSU's website. Where's his official? Six six three forty. Where are you getting three fifty from? We're we're just we're playing guess the lineman here for uh, for Lane's tweets because why not? Looks like he's still relaxing in the Bahamas, by the way. Which I guess if you win uh, eleven games, then you know you, you've earned the right to go spend some time uh, in the Bahamas, but. Um, that could be it. Let's see his on three profile. One more. His on three says he's six six and a half three oh five. Yeah, sure he is on three, but that could be it. Maybe that maybe they got them both. Who knows? Deciphering tweets. My prediction on the Ole Miss football record for twenty twenty four. Ooh, it's way too early for that. Who do they get at running back? Um, I'll be concerned. Ten and two. With a playoff appearance, it's just hard to it's hard to go eleven and one, especially when you have George on the schedule and you're in Baton Rouge. And um, so I'll just I'll stick with ten and two until I know who they've got at running back for uh, for now. Plenty of talent for state on the mound. New pitching coach can change their approach. Yeah, it was a weird deal uh, last year. Execution on defense and the mound has buried them for sure. You know, state baseball is talented, but they were talented in 22 and 23 as well. We're just going to keep expectations low and enjoy your last semester at the dude. Do I ever come to the Neshoba County Fair? I've never been. Never once been. I would love to, uh, but I've never been. I've, um, I'm just, you know, I, I, you know, not being from here, I, uh, I don't have like a family cabin at the Neshoba County Fair, and and none of my friends here do either. It's it's uh, kind of funny that, um, and I, you're probably gonna think that I don't have very many friends, which is true, I don't. But uh, no, the the ones uh, my my buddies here, none of them have any, so I've just I've never had a a reason to uh, to go. On the subject of Ole Miss basketball, how the hell is Sharp a legit seven-footer and can't rebound to save his life? Well, because there's there's more to rebounding than just being tall. I mean, it, his height and his length, it, it looks like it it almost takes away from the, the possibility of athleticism. I mean, he, he's he's not particularly athletic. And so, yes, yes, he's tall and that helps, but the rebounding, it's, it's about positioning and you know, physicality and athleticism and, and he's got the height and he's played a lot of basketball and, and whatnot, but he's just, he's not particularly athletic. He, he doesn't move all that well. And uh, as a result, he doesn't rebound all that well. What's the first thing I'll do when I get the new college football game? I'm probably not going to get it. I know that's blasphemy, but I, I'm probably, no, I'll end up getting it. I think, um, Taking Hawaii to a national championship, that was always my go-to as a kid. I loved being Hawaii and making them a national power. Lance just had some holiday weight. That's why Lane called him 350. Fair enough. Haven't we all? Jerry from Pascagoula, Mississippi. What's up, Jerry? How are you doing, my friend? Gerald Mincy is coming for a visit from Tennessee. Is he? Is he who's... Lane Kiff, or he is he who Lane Kiffin is tweeting about? Let's see. Is he six six three fifty? Nope, he's six six three thirty seven. Is there a mystery lineman out there? I'm having too much fun with this. You guys probably don't care uh, about this. Have not seen the show The Chosen. I'll probably check it out though. I did not see Quinshawn's deleted tweet. You say looks like he's in Columbus. Uh, he won't be at Ohio State for eight hundred fifty k. I'll tell you that. Especially if Henderson returns, he might not even start. So Henderson didn't declare for the draft, right? He will be returning. I'm I'm pulling his page up right now. Hasn't yet decided. That was three weeks ago. Did play in the Cotton Bowl. So if if he goes to Ohio State and, and Henderson returns. 
I mean, Ohio State's a great program, don't get me wrong, but he, he will have clearly made a mistake because it won't be for over 850K, and he won't get the touches that he would have gotten at, uh, at Ole Miss. But, you know, that's, um, that's this era, and that, that's, uh, that's what happens. So it, uh, it is what it is. So, but if Henderson leaves, that that's a really nice landing spot for him, and um, it's a good offense, and he'll he'll play a plethora of really bad teams, and probably have some great stats, and maybe this uh, whole ordeal will give him a bit of an attitude adjustment, and he can become the pro that that he should be because he's an elite level football player. So. Free, yeah, free throws and three-point shooting were the difference for State. Yes, they um, they take too many threes. They take too many threes. Um, I mean, they're they're. I wish I would have saved the graphic. They are among the highest three-point shooting percentage teams in in the country, meaning that percentage of their shots from behind the arc. They take too many. Pat says 11-1 for Ole Miss. The loss not coming to Georgia. The Ole Miss women got owned today. Yeah, it's always good when Kim Mulkey wins games, isn't it? Isaiah Niors in the portal again was hoping he would have come to Ole Miss a couple of years ago. Thought he was a big get for Texas. John says, love my balanced and thoughtful perspective. Big fan. Thank you, John. I appreciate you, man. Uh and you give a shout out to Steven as well. He's he's I've been on with him a couple of times. He's uh uh apparently he says his Discord is a big fan of mine, which scares me a, a little bit. Uh I I haven't ventured on to see uh what that's like cuz that that uh, that scares me some. Most of like the message boards and Twitter kind of hate my guts. So Columbus what Ohio or Missouri? Columbus Ohio. It's Columbia uh Missouri. So Is Q to Ole Miss as Zach Evans was at TCU? That's interesting. That is interesting. Um, Zach Evans was a five star though, and and there were there were issues uh, with him in high school as well. So that that kind of but he went to Ole Miss and was a good soldier in, until um, the end. Apparently that that. The, the bowl game and stuff, I, I don't know. I, I guess he expected more carries than he got. And Anyway, um, that that's interesting. I haven't thought about that, honestly. Quinchon is taking a pay cut from what he wants, regardless of where he goes. I agree with, uh, with that. You said repeatedly throughout the year, Ole Miss needed to improve the offensive line, pass rush, and secondary. Look at the portal additions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we talked about it on here, Kurt. Um, they, they the the scheme and and darts elusiveness masked some issues on the offensive line. Uh, the defensive line was highly productive, but they just they didn't have those elite level players, and and that was the difference, uh, of course, in Alabama and um, in Athens. They they needed to get much better. Uh, in both of those uh, areas, for sure. So, you fear for a state fan that they'll start fifteen to three in the non-conference, but go one and eight in the first three conference series. It's LSU at A and M at Florida. Yeah, it's just brutal. But hey, let's stop talking about baseball. Well, this is too early for baseball. the The guys on the show disagree with me. I am not against college baseball. I like it. I like going to games. I generally enjoy college baseball. But when it's not college baseball season, I don't think we should talk much about college baseball. I mean, we've got football going on and and the national championship tomorrow and NFL games, and you guys are out here talking about State's baseball schedule. What is wrong with you guys? I'm kidding. I fight this battle every day at work. Every single day I, I fight this battle where baseball schedules come out in December and – the guys want to talk about it, and I say, no, it's football season. Stop it. And I get overruled because two is greater than one. I um, 
I can't do it. I can't bring myself to talk baseball yet. Uh, yes, I do live in Mississippi. So my uh, my company, Super Talk, we're, we're based in Jackson. So I live in the Jackson area. I've been all around here, though. I've lived here for, uh, this is year nine. Um, no, excuse me. This is year 10. I've lived here nine years. I spent uh, two years in Flowood, one year in Jackson. No, I spent three years in Flowood, one year in Jackson, and the other seven, the other six, uh, here in Madison is, is where I am now. So it's way too cold to think about baseball. No doubt it was freezing today. I wanted to make a fire after I got home from watching the Saints game out back, and it was even too cold for a fire today. So I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Appreciate you, Garrett. Glad uh, glad you're here, man. Yes, Hunter, you're the second person that has brought that to me because uh, apparently my brand is just hating every little thing that the NCAA does. I am glad to see that they have fixed the the walk-up music in regionals. Just an incredibly stupid thing to do. I mean, you've got these... What what they should do, frankly, is um, just let the home team present it as a home game. Why do they have to make it neutral? Why do we have to pretend that it's neutral? doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like, if LSU earns a regional, their games should be LSU home games, where all the production, where they're the home team every time, because that's another thing in regionals. The home team's not the home team always. Explain that to me. What's the... Anyway, if you earn the one seat on merit, you should be the home team for every game. And the in-game production stuff should all be yours. Should all be yours. You earn that right as a home team. It's so stupid. But anyway, do I think it's a coincidence? Q's yards were mostly after contact. Um, Well, I think, frankly, that they were just not particularly good on the offensive line. I mean, he's a great player. What's getting lost in all of this stuff about the, the discourse within the team and the offensive line hating his guts and the quarterback having enough and the the collective having enough and the stuff with asking for more money and asking for more money and asking for more money over and over and over again and asking for money to make appearances and asking for money to do charity stuff and asking and just all of that stuff what's lost in all that is one hell of a football player right when people talk about how the issues really started flaring up uh, during the two-lane game he still played really well after that and they put up with it because he's an elite level player Uh, i'm I think that they just they had issues up front, and he ran hard for the most part and, and played really well. And so his his yak, his yards after contact, were uh, just that of um, of an indicator of the issues that that they had up front, and his ability to still make guys miss and be physical and, and be really good. Uh, I know that there's this debate about the value of running backs, and frankly, I, I agree with like this new age thinking of. I mean, running backs are only as good as the offensive line in the system. Uh, I mean, look at Kendra Miller's game today for the Saints. Did did the Saints miss a beat without Alvin Kamara today? They had their best offensive output against the Saints. They had their best offensive output of the season without Alvin Kamara on the field. Kendra Miller did the exact same thing that Kamara did. How was he able to do that? Because they blocked well and they schemed well today, even though I think the OC needs to be fired. Similar principle applies here, and David Eckert did a nice job in the Clarion Ledger. I know Neil McCready's talking about it. That like this isn't first for like I'm not the first person to start talking about this. Um, but the the college game is catching up to the NFL game, I think, because if you look at the Ole Miss offense before Judkins got there, what did it do? It led the SEC in rushing two years in a row with guys that weren't as talented as Judkins, right? Snoop Connor and Jerry and Ely and Henry Parrish, none of those three are as talented as Quinshawn Judkins. And what did they do? They ran the football effectively and well, and they led the SEC in rushing. I think they're going to do the same thing after he's gone. That doesn't take away from his ability, but it does show you that line play and scheme is really what makes running backs great and not necessarily running backs. And you kind of have to, to balance that and, and weigh the value of one of those guys. And again, Judkins is elite. 
I mean, he is a loss. But if you scheme well and you block well, guys that aren't as talented as him can still feast because it's just not a position where you need to be elite anymore. It, it's it, The game is different now. You would much rather be elite at offensive line and wide receiver and quarterback than running back. If you had to pick your order of importance, where you need to be good, quarterback, offensive line, wide receiver, running back, right? Uh, running back is last in the offense in terms of what you need to be an elite level football team. So that's, it's just how it is now. Yes, I did see uh, the, that that's a big pickup for Will Hall. He has not gotten the quarterback position right uh, since he's been there. And um, I think this one is the best pickup by far. Frankly, I, relying on the former walk-on from Clemson, and I know they didn't quote-unquote rely on him, but I think that pickup last year was a little bit overhyped on, uh, unnecessarily because he had no production. You hadn't seen it, really. He, he was a walk-on that didn't really play, at least in this case you know um, that you're, you've got a guy that was talented in high school and you know, you, you've seen it. At this level, I think it's a good pickup and and the best quarterback that Will Hall's had so far. So, anyway, you can be the best player in the game all you want, but the wrong mentality will eventually ruin you. Ain't no doubt about that. Instead of worrying about the curtain, you'd rather me get a new microphone. Well, the new curtain's a lot less expensive than the uh, than the new microphone. So, um. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I know it's it's not ideal, but it, it's the home setup. If if I I could do these at the studio, but going into the office, like staying at the office longer and I've got my son. So also I can't just like be at work all the time. So um I will eventually get a much better setup here. I've got this 9-year-old USB mic plugged into this really old computer. And, and it, so this is the quality that we get. I just, I can't afford a new mic and, and a good mixer and a new computer I'm working on it. I just, I can't at the moment. So th- this is just kind of what I got, you know? So one day, one day though, one, uh, one day. You're glad I brought up the, brought that up about leading the nation and rushing before Quinshawn was there. Exactly. I mean, it's, and, and look at, look at Bentley's production when he plays. Quinchon is more talented as a running back. I know they're different backs, but still. Um, Quinchon is more talented uh, than Ulysses Bentley. But look at Bentley's numbers when he gets carries. I mean, he's he's extremely productive in that offense. It's um, It's what they are. It's what they do. You're kind of baffled that Roadmaker didn't get looks from other Power 5 teams. But here's the thing. He wants to play, right? What happens if he transfers to Maryland and the guy that played in the bowl game for Maryland beats him out? Well, then he's screwed. He's far more likely to start and play at Southern Miss than some of the other places I guess he could have gone. And The NFL doesn't care where you play. They care if you play and, and how well you play, right? So if you if you if if that's your goal, if you want to be a starter, it's much safer to go to Southern Miss than it is uh, Michigan State or or whoever. Who's the most overrated NFL quarterback and is Tua better than you thought he'd be? Yes, he is better than I thought he'd be. Um, Jalen Hurts is the most overrated NFL quarterback. It's Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Daniel Hill signed with Alabama. I don't think Ole Miss was ever really a, a, a factor in that recruitment. Not until the end. Quinshawn is more talented. Bentley is a better fit for Lane's system. I am, I'm w- would love to see what Bentley is going to be able to do with more opportunity. And he's got to stay healthy. That, that's another thing. I mean, he would get more uh, touches and attention if he could just stay healthy. That's that's kind of plagued him. But I don't think, depending on who they get in the portal, but I don't think you're going to have like a true RB1. I think the offense moving forward is going to look a lot like it did in 2021, where you've got 
a couple of guys, maybe three guys, because Pear's got a lot of carries that are featured running in that offense, and they're going to spread the wealth a little bit more than just give 25, 30 carries to one guy. That would be what I would expect more. Does Matt Jones factor in at all? I don't think at at a high level, uh, no. Maybe he'll play more, but I don't think that he'll be a factor in terms of like meaningful, um, meaningful playing time. So, you've seen tape on Riscano. He's a real deal. Another one eager to see Riscano for Ole Miss, and you wonder who's left in the portal to bring in. Well, Garrett, as you know, uh, you don't necessarily have to be in the portal to be recruited. So, th- there are some guys out there that that aren't in the portal that. That, that could get in with uh, with the right convincing. So uh, we will uh, we will have to see. So anyway, I got to run. Thank you guys so much. Uh, as always, I appreciate you. Thank you, Chase, for the super chat uh, for the Curtain Rod Chronicles. I think what those are going to end up going to is uh, is eventually getting new equipment. What I would love to do in this room, truthfully, is redo like the whole thing and create like a little like lounge chair studio in here but that's a long way away and a lot of money that i don't have in the meantime thank you chase for your super chat i appreciate you my friend and uh and you guys have a great night and a great weekend and we'll be back on tuesday to talk some basketball i think and national championship game and uh and all that so i'll see you tuesday it'll be a little bit later on tuesday eight o'clock maybe a little bit after eight but um you guys are the best see you soon Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.